Hi, welcome to episode number five of Bottled Soccer Talk. I'm Nestor, joined here with Henry G. How you doing, my man? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, we had a lot of stuff going on this week. Uh, honestly, just kind of enjoying uh, the fluidity of the games coming in thick and fast every day. And they just, they're getting more and more meaningful each week for some teams. So it's been, it's been amazing on this side, bro. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, you're right, man. Even though the seasons are winding down, uh, quote unquote, because it's going to start right back up, but it doesn't feel like there's anything uh, letting down. So we just keep getting new and new and new and new stuff going on. Um, so how do you want to start? You want to start off with the, with La Liga, with the champions of, uh, of Spain, or do you want to go on from from uh, the Premier League? Well, I think we have to start first and foremost with congratulating uh, Real Madrid, right, for their title. Number 34? The 34th, the big one, the Shaq number. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's great to see a historic club who hasn't won it in the past three or four seasons. More, I think it was three. Um, it's nice to see because they had a big thirst for it, and when a manager and a team quenches that thirst it's it's amazing to see right yeah um uh Zidane's yeah. had a, a enormous success with the champions league right right but he's even said that he appreciates the league titles just a bit more uh they they have a bit more significance to him uh well he's a player he's a champion all around so right. for him to feel that way I, I think it's i think it's valid uh, uh from that experience yeah, uh, it was tough for for Real Madrid though. For a while, it looked like they weren't going to be able to pull it off. Right. Yeah. Do you have any other? Comments oh yeah, on that? no, it's, no, certainly. I know. <laughs> I was going to say you're going to keep going. Oh, I was, yeah, no, I was going to say I it was. Either. I mean, you even see the how overjoyed with emotion he was that you know he he you know got teary eyed after that game. I think it's uh it's just a testament to how much they wanted it and they accomplished it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Barca didn't do any any themselves any favors as well. You know dropping points even post-covid even pre-covid so i think uh, real madrid did a good job of just keeping their heads down and going for the you know their final goal which was to regain that la liga title and you know just keep adding on to the dynasty that they've built i mean they're not even i think they're so clear of the the next person it's crazy looking like Bayern out here but yeah uh, yeah man <laughs> uh elsewhere in, in in the prem i mean there was you know Obviously, a lot of competitive matches going on, but more so for the final Champions League and relegation battles. Yeah. Uh, how's that been for you, just kind of taking that in? Uh, well, before before uh, I, we talk about the Prem, since we started with La Liga, I, I wanted to back up because uh, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say hate because, you know, I, I think that's too strong of a word for, for what it is. But there's a lot of, a lot of commentary and a lot of, um, I, I guess... I don't know what the right word is, but there's a lot of talk that that Real Madrid was a huge beneficiary of VAR, and that may be the the biggest reason why they were champions. Um, I disagree. I know I know I sound biased, but I mean VAR VAR being you know a, a huge uh, a huge having a huge impact on the game, you know, and more specifically towards penalties, whether they're called or not. It, it sucks to see. Uh, because I don't consider it an asterisk or, or a tainted season, but people harp on that so much, and uh, it's the second season, if I if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. And uh, if I recall correctly, uh, we didn't win last season. I should say Real Madrid didn't win last season. So, you know, while while there was a huge amount, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
Real Madrid won the most penalties this season, 16, I believe it was. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah, for um, sure. You know, it, it sucks, but I would say a good 90% of them were valid. Maybe some of them were ticky-tack or soft calls, but the rest, I would say, are totally valid if that's the main reason for VAR. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, I hate that it's only penalties that it's being used for, but, you know, those are going to be the biggest difference makers in any given game. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think for for people that are just saying that it was down to VAR, it's a bit silly because it wasn't just VAR. There's, it's reductive. Yeah, it is, but no, to, to harp on what they're talking about, because I see it as well, it's not even VAR sometimes. It's just officiating that favors these bigger clubs. Some 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 things don't even make it to VAR. Uh, blatant non-calls, like this weekend we see Sergio Ramos lay off a penalty for Kareem Benzema when he was clearly inside the box before he struck the ball. That should just be a violation of opposition's ball, blah, 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 right? But they don't. They, they allow Raul to take it. And I think it's those little calls like that that frustrate the average fan. Now, to say that Real Madrid is the only one that benefits from that, it's false because we see Barca get away with stuff like that. And in other leagues, we see bigger clubs get away with it. So um, we were talking about this earlier in the week. I think when you're an attacking team that generates so much attacking football, the likelihood of you receiving those kind of calls is going to happen because you take on players more often. Right, exactly. You're in the box. You're creating those spaces, those chances where, yeah, a player is so shook that eventually he's going to touch you with his foot. I mean, it's how, a often, penalty. how yeah. often are you going to see uh, the smaller teams uh, packing, parking the bus against uh, an attacking or, or quote-unquote bigger team? So often. It's all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all the time. You see it against Manchester City. You see it against Barcelona. Right. Those teams are, are there to defend and counterattack and catch you when you can. Uh, versus, you know, Real Madrid's not going to pack the, the penalty box against Leganes. No, not at all. You know, so yeah. you, you're right. You have a, a lot more chance to, to get attack, and you're, you're touching the ball a lot more. I mean, the possession favors these teams way more. You're mm-hmm. looking at sometimes 70%, 30% difference. Right. So... You know, you have to also take that into consideration that they're they're in there a lot more than than not. Um, so yeah, you're right, and that's that's actually a really good point that you don't really hear a lot of people talking about. Yeah, uh, because they're hating. <laughs> but still, 34, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I don't see it as a as a reduction at all. No, um, even though they try. Yeah, that's that's just people being salty. Yeah, um, but. I like I like uh, Madrid's chances. They, I mean, they were close the last few seasons. It's not like they were too far off. Right. So for it to finally happen, it, it was a pretty slight margin too. It's only five points. Uh, mm-hmm. Barcelona uh, bottled it a few times right, right. before the finish. So a few it draws. Could have been a, it could have even been closer. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I and to to um, the point where we're talking about VAR and Leganes. That, that call that went against Leganes, well, the non-call, mm-hmm. where the ball gets uh, flicked into the penalty area and, and the forward flicks it behind his head, and it very so slightly grazes Jovic's arm that was slightly, slightly away from his body. He's looking away. By the rule book in La Liga, that's not a penalty. It's not making a natural motion or nothing like that. So right. just to clear that one up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, that's the thing. That's uh, the rules are, are left to the interpretation of the official. It's not sometimes it's not even down to to VAR itself, and the way one official sees it is not necessarily the same way another one does. There's 
referees who've only been in the game for two seasons versus guys who've done it for over a decade and the things that were allowed back in 2011 2010 quite frankly aren't being allowed today Yeah, the game's also evolving uh, yeah a lot man even the, the offside calls these days you you see a player he, he looks on and then they they bring the monitor they show the graphic they put a line drawing like you know horizontal mm-hmm. or sorry a vertical line to where the player's fingernail might be offside and, <laughs> and then you know so it's like yeah it's very different and is now. that really an advantage and that, yeah that's what it that's what it makes me think and i think that's what it makes the general fa- the fan think so they try to scapegoat that for a reason why their team is winning isn't winning whatever the case may be right yeah but yeah man i mean this is, we're just talking about it now we're scraping the surface this is going to be a recurring theme with fans and people and just you know soccer fans all across the globe this is always going to be a talking point now just consistency is is what everyone's asking for yeah um and and if they're and if there is something left open to interpretation, they should be transparent about what that interpretation is. Right. They, they should clearly announce it. Um, kind of like in the NFL where they're like, 10-yard uh, roughing, you know, they'll tell you what the call is. Number 73 was pulling number 83's elbow yeah. during the, you know, yes. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, and they'll be perfecting it over the next few years, hopefully. Hopefully yeah. ahead of the World Cup that we're all dreading but <laughs> or well at least i am i'm not gonna speak for everybody yeah but yeah um i you know i'm happy that that real madrid won and uh, uh i guess we can talk about who the best player of spain is well for me it's still it's still messy mm-hmm. i mean just the guy's class i mean there's been games where he he has gone phantom mode where he hasn't really affected the game as as we know he can but the stats don't lie you know leading in both goals and assists and with even spending time off the field due to injury uh at that age i mean sorry i probably sound like a messy fanboy but i think he deserves it if he doesn't get it you know if you give it to the league winners for me i think you have to you have to give it to to ramos uh ramos really yeah just because um you know without the kind of scoring tear he went on uh in the last this last stretch of the season and not to mention his good defense throughout the whole year i think uh real madrid had the best is boasting the best defensive record um i think without him you know that's not possible i think kareem benzema is you know just edged out because at the end of the day he's their leading goal scorer and without him it was a big question mark on who was going to be the guy eden hazard didn't step up that's what we were anticipating. He didn't. Asensio unfortunately got an injury very, 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 very early in the season, so we weren't able to, you know, enjoy his presence. So yeah, Sergio Ramos stepped up when when there was a lot of question marks, in my opinion. That's why he is for me. If if we were to go down the route where let's give it to the guy who won the league, I'd go with him. Yeah. But I still say Messi for me. There's I'll, a there's I'm a question uh, yeah. of of how you look at at the game where. Uh, it, Football as a, as a whole isn't, in my opinion, a stats game where you can quantify someone's performance solely based on on numbers. There's there's sometimes where he goes off for four goals against a, a bottom tier team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure if if we looked up hard enough, there's there's a few games where he went on two three goals against, you know, some relegation uh, facing sides. Right. Um, so can can we actually factor those goals into his performance? Uh, into into a whole season you know what i mean yeah well i think just in terms of the result of the season and where they got to winning the, the winning the league i think it's you gotta you gotta see it as a crucial part of the season 
Not but to, I mean the goals that uh, that Messi scores. Oh, you're talking uh, about Messi. Uh, the, okay. the, the the numbers. Yeah. Where people refer to that a lot, and that also spills over into the Ballon d'Or debate, where where Lewandowski is the favorite, and now the Ballon d'Or is uh, is being canceled for for this year. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are up in arms because Lewandowski is the favorite. He's scoring twice as many goals as the next person, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not fair. Yeah. For- so. So for football to be reduced to just numbers, I think is 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 is, is ludicrous. It is no, totally. I agree. There's there's two things. Stats are one of them because they it's 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 facts. It's valid, and you could use it to back up your argument. But for me, when a player has that and he passes the eye test, when you watch him play against whatever club it is, that's that's what passes it for me. And you know, when I watch the season. Um, and say like just in, in the grand scheme i think messi when nobody else was there on the attacking side he was the one guy who stepped up there's several times this year where barca won one one nil two nil because of two goals messi scored two two or three goals messi created off assists so it's like when you see that and you you see him just take on two three players that's him passing the eye test those are stats that don't get registered so for me yeah that's it's his stats are amazing and his performances yeah. back it up on the pitch, but there's cases where that does, isn't always true. You have yeah. your maybe your Lewandowski's where you score 50, 53 or whatever how many goals he did all season, mm-hmm. but a lot of them were just where he just puts the final bow on the present, right? He's just tapping it in, not to not to call yeah. him a tapping merchant, but he, <laughs> you know that's what it is. Yeah, sometimes. no, Lewandowski on his own is is an excellent player. He's sure he's world class elite player, um, but but the league is is a bit weaker. Oh, so, yeah, big time. So, you know, when you compare uh, Messi and Benz's goals to Lewandowski's goals, I don't think they carry the, the same weight. Um, so I, I don't really buy the fact that Lewandowski is player of the year so far. Not only that, but we're only halfway through. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, if you're looking <laughs> at it on a year-round basis, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still too early, right? And, yeah, it's just hard. It's really hard to give it to a Bayern player. And sorry if any Bayern fans are upset by this, but it's just the the state of your league. It's like me giving it to Neymar or or Mbappe because they're having a, a, an amazing season. Well, yeah, they're going against Nantes and Oginis and Montpellier. You know, on you know, like it's just easy for them. Where whereas you know, when you see Messi go up against atletico then real valencia sevilla atletico bibao teams with with a robust team a team that that can actually on their day give you a run for your money yeah that's a different level same with with players that are performing in the prem you know there's just it's a different level it's totally different and spain and england are high above the rest of the leagues i think italy in my opinion is the third best league and and they're they're quite a ways off as well too yeah um but I, I I don't think I ever asked you though. How do you feel about the Ballon d'Or actually being canceled? Uh, I think it's messed up, man. I don't I don't understand it. Uh, it's a French given award as we've discussed previously, but uh, it's probably more so because the French league didn't wasn't able to completely participate. Yeah, there's the rumor of that. Yeah. Yeah, there's. I mean, come on, bro. Like, first of all, France is not even in the top four leagues. <laughs> you know, they shouldn't have a say in whether the the award goes on or not. I think the players work year year in, you know, year out. They have to be away from their families for long periods. There's one player that at least deserves one, you know, ounce of recognition. And you're telling me now that they're risking their lives to play during a COVID-infested era, uh, era you're still not going to give them the award? That's that's hella grimy for me. 
I think somebody deserves the plaudits on on an amazing season, and there's good candidates this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, probably the top three: Messi, Lewandowski, and some people throw De Bruyne in there, which he's had an amazing season for me. But I think he can do even better. So you're forgetting Benzema. Oh, Benzema as well. Benzema, yeah. you know, he's had a great season. I don't know if I don't know if I throw him up there though. Really? Just, I love him. No, I, I you know I've always I'm always talking so well about him here, but. Uh, there's got to be a statistical element to win the Ballon d'Or, which we we always talk about: is it valid? Is it not? But it's it's shown time and time again that it needs to be there. And yes. for for uh, De Bruyne, he's a uh, you know almost about to break the assist record. Messi's doing his own thing. Lewandowski's doing his own thing, and that just goes to show that stats do play a big role in in the way awards are given, mm-hmm. Ballon d'Or and such. But I don't know. I'd like to see what you think about the. Uh, the final nominees, I guess you could call them. That, that <laughs> our, our final nominees? Yeah, because they're not going to get anything. Well, uh, Ben's not only scores a lot, uh, he came in second place. He was three or four goals shy of Messi. Mm-hmm. Um, and his assist rate isn't too bad. He he does a lot of the stuff that doesn't show up on the on the stat sheet, though. He does link up play really well. At some points, I thought he was, he was the best uh, uh, attacker uh, that Madrid had. Well, I think I think in general that he, still he, is, he yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. There was times where he was creating just on his own. He does create from pretty far deep sometimes. So for him to to carry that offense the way he did when it was stagnant at times, it, I was quite impressed. But I pay special attention to Madrid, so right. You know that that comes from a, from a biased eye. Um, De Bruyne is is up there. Messi's up there. I don't I don't really acknowledge uh, Lewandowski in mm. the top three. You know, that's that's just me though. <laughs> I I don't I don't rate the German league quite as high as the as the other three. Right. But but he does deserve a shout. You know, you, you can't you can't discount the the amount of goals that he consistently puts up. Yeah. And know? even for the national team, you know, we yeah. we know what he's capable of. Yeah. Well, the national team is 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 nowhere near up to his level. So, oh well. Yeah. So he can't perform quite the same way. He doesn't quite get those uh, Tiago or or Mueller balls yeah, that he normally would. Yeah, I mean, um, but but there's still a chance for the FIFA the FIFA. Uh, what do they call best player of the year? Oh, FIFA player of the year, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the thing that they started doing recently. So you know, someone's going to get crowned best player. You for know, sure. and uh, we still have Champions League to go over, and then the beginning of next season. So hopefully you hear that christian pulisic there's a chance <laughs> yeah just try hard uh, <laughs> just listen to lexi lala's buddy oh man don't <laughs> even get me started on that guy i mean honestly he's probably the biggest the most hated like twitter soccer analyst on on um on any like you know social media platform if pull your if you pull yourself by your bootstraps had a face oh that's yeah <laughs> He's a he's the definition of what they call red blooded American. I mean, he's very passionate just about the wrong things at times. I feel like a lot of people in general are just not really fully clasped onto this MLS season or this MLS tournament that has you know has come out. And he's just he's trying to make it happen every day on the TL. But yeah, that guy he's, yeah. he's kind of seen like a clown really. With yeah, there, his takes. there's there's homers and there's Alexi Lalas. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, homers are always, you know, you know, exaggerating their team's success or something. And, uh, you know, when you listen to a Clippers broadcast, oh. every play is the best play ever. Um, <laughs> and Lalas is trying to convince us that the MLS is worth anything. We'll talk about MLS in a bit. All but right. um, but I, I have speaking of gripes, 
I have a gripe right now. And uh, last week, uh, Liverpool didn't quite uh, reach the Centurion, 100 points, the record for Premier. Get in. <laughs> and uh, yes. it seems like uh, like uh, the City fans are enjoying it more than if they won the league title. <laughs> they, everywhere you hear, everywhere you turn is the, is the City fans just talking about, you know, oh, but they didn't quite get the 100 points. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... It's like their own little moral victory, <laughs> and yeah. you being a city fan, man, I I would love to hear your opinion about my <laughs> my annoyance about that. No, well, here's the thing: that the hundred club is special. It's not <laughs> not many teams have have got theirs. Okay. Only Juventus, Barca, uh, City, of course, and mm-hmm. I'm missing somebody. I think it was uh, uh, Real Madrid. Real Madrid, obviously, yeah, Real Madrid when Ronaldo had those crazy amount of goals that year. Um, so it's a special club. One, two. When we when we got the hundred points, we scored so like at least twenty five more goals than they did this season, which is a testament that we we won the league. Maybe we didn't win it by as many points, but we won it in a very attractive fashion. Uh, and I guess it's just a, a little like you know it's just a little chance to have a dig at our rivals. But you know congratulations to them for winning it this year. City lost many games that they should have won, and that's on them. And Liverpool capitalized right so. It's a great thing, but the thing is, when you hear Liverpool fans talk about their team, they swear they're the best team all time in the Prem. When you when you see their accounts and stuff, what's the uh, how many games ahead of the last game did did they clinch the title? Uh, I don't even. I wouldn't even really be able to tell you. Was but it's, it six or seven games? Yeah, surely. That's, that's a cushion. No, I yeah, mean in real time without without um, COVID, that's two months worth of games. Yeah, for sure. So. They I'm, let off the pedal quite quite early. They yeah, that's what that's what I was telling you was the surprising thing, like how they just they show great form up until COVID and after they were just a, a whole different team. Even today when they were playing, they showed a few weaknesses against Chelsea, and you know that's that just kind of shows to it goes to show that the kind of team they can be at times. I think when they're not all the way focused in their noggin, then they can kind of become vulnerable for teams like Chelsea who. My boy Pulisic, you know, gets subbed on and immediately starts cooking them. Yeah, let's talk about the game. Yeah, might yeah, as well just switch gears. Chelsea game. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was really good game. It was. <laughs> I mean, uh, five, you know, five goal to fest. three. Yeah, eight eight goal thriller. That I think the last time I saw uh, 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 eight goals in a game was when uh, City smashed Watford. Oh fucking hell! Yeah. What, what was the stat that recently came out of Manchester City where um, the last eight games against Watford? It's like a thirty-three to three or thirty 30, to three. Thirty-seven to three. Thirty-seven. Yeah, that's what it was. It's just, it's kind of sad. But we talked about this, and and this is what I love about Guardiola is that he treats every team with the dignity and respect of a competitor. And if he's gonna come at you, he's gonna come at you fully, as he would with any team. And yeah, we'll see if that's the same. Uh, Against Madrid. Ah, well, that's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, a hell, hell of a game. Of a, I know a lot of people have their eyes set on that game, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But, yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, but, yeah, Liverpool-Chelsea. Liverpool-Chelsea, I mean, Liverpool showed the great attacking side they can be, and the interesting part is that most of their goals in the beginning of the half came from defensive positions. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Naby Keita... Uh, I forget who scored the other that one. That was a howler. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, worldy. Well, I don't, you know, and then that just goes to show the the problems that that uh, that Chelsea has to address on the defensive end. But moving on from that, the second half was 
uh, a lot more Chelsea dominated, I'd say. Uh, you know, Pulisic. A lot more something. even. I wouldn't say Chelsea dominated. Mm, well, I mean, I'd say like no, the maybe, maybe you're right. Won, but but like say if it's if it's a game of halves, you know, you know, credit to, to Liverpool, but Chelsea scored more goals in the second half, and I don't know, created more chances. Maybe I'm looking at it from a skewed standpoint, but I the moment that that Pulisic was subbed on, it was clear that. He had the spark to kind of spur them forward. He he goes on a crazy run where he takes on three defenders and sets a peach of a ball for Tammy Abram, who maybe needed that goal to kind of spark his confidence back up. He's been kind of shite since the COVID comeback. So uh, anyways, beyond that, and then Pulisic gets a real nice ball from Willian and then kind of tucks away the volley. I think uh, it just goes to show that he, he should start. I mean, Liverpool are still the better team, and... You know, they're kind of showing that now, and they got to celebrate the title at their home. Uh, no fans, unfortunately, but, you know, it must be nice for them. Yeah, but they still gathered outside, ignoring all COVID protocol. That's just the uh, Merseyside people for you, man. Yeah, after 30 years. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you kind of got to let them off the hook, I guess, right? Um, but, yeah, man. I, mean, I, think, I think Liverpool actually got up out of bed today and decided that, you know, Maybe they didn't drink last night, and maybe they mm-hmm. they were saving themselves for tonight. But they played so well; they played pretty attacking football. Um, they they were sharp. Um, Salah Salah had a couple of bottles. I would consider him my bottler of of the day, mm. not the bottle of the week. We'll get into the bottlers of the week because there's mm-hmm. two of them this week. Um, uh, but I I thought they were looking like their old selves and, you know, giving the right motivation and, and maybe seeing that trophy lifted up is what gave them that motivation. They were good. They, they were showing uh, flashes of their old selves. Everyone got on the board, except Sané and Salah. But Salah kind of got on his own way, so I don't really want to, <laughs> uh, you know, beat that, that horse uh, yeah. even more dead than it is. But uh, I'm... I'm fairly happy for Liverpool being champions. It's 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 nice to get di- different champions. Maybe next year we'll have a different red team Jeez. hoisting up the yeah. That, Sheffield's that. look nice, haven't they? Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm Arsenal. Kidding, Arsenal, maybe. Huh? Nah, but um, yeah, it's it's nice to see, and I think it's been a strange uh, you know end to the season because you know you see Arsenal for example beat Liverpool and and City back to back, and then go on to lose to Villa. United was on this great, you know, run of form, and then they they go ahead and tie to West Ham, and the previous match they kind of underperformed. So it's it's been a, a kind of like a roller coaster season ending for most of these teams. Yeah, and, and it and it doesn't lack for dramatics though. Yeah, Chelsea had a huge game today that they needed to win to secure a, a Champions League spot. They didn't. They got close. They got close to uh, tying it up, but. But Chelsea uh, just couldn't pull it off, even after uh, United uh, drew today. Um, and and speaking of United, they they drew again with a with a not so great team. But I don't know if it's a lack for not playing good or just being tired. You know, it's been a lot of games in the last seven days. Yeah. So if anyone deserves a pass, you know, United could. That's that's three games in six days. No, for sure, for sure. You know they're in the FA Cup. Big games, yeah. You know, with a huge importance. I mean that, that. I mean, all eyes are on that Leicester game, aren't, aren't yeah, they? I mean, course. that's going to be a hell of a game. They have to win it, and Chelsea has to. They have to win, right? Because yeah. if if United and Leicester tie, 
and Chelsea loses, they're out of Champions League. Yeah, it's uh, they could. I I believe they can afford to draw, but yeah, they they can't lose the match. Like a lot of things have to go right in order for them to draw. You know, I wish there was a way I could publish a live shot to the listeners right now of like <laughs> the possible scenarios because I need to send you this picture. We'll post so, it. Yeah, we'll yeah post for sure. It. It's like a possible scenarios of what happens if X and Y team tie. It's crazy. But, yeah. You know, it's that t- it's that trifecta right now of Chelsea, Leicester, and United just duking it out for that final Euro- uh, Europe's European spot, I should say. And uh, United actually doing a solid to um, uh, West Ham today. Yeah. B- due to the draw, West Ham is safe from relegation. Right. And then, they live to fight another day. Right. Villa won their last match. Watford lost. So now Villa and Watford are tied on points. So it's 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 a spicy ending to the it's relegation a battle. One. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Leeds is officially promoted, right? Yeah, I think we talked about that last time, but it wasn't quite official. Yeah, it was now, still now they're getting promoted. Now they're selling more jerseys than anybody. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Shirts, I'm sorry, shirts. And I think it's it's crazy that it's it's interesting when you look at a team and their most popular icon is not even a player; it's a manager, Marcelo Bielsa. You know, hats off to him for just being his hipster yeah. self and Argentine and proving himself in in a. Uh, in a in the championship and i hope he stays in the prem because there's rumblings that he might leave and go coach a national team or i don't know something but i i hope he stays because he has a lot of admirers not only in the prem but you know across the globe just a great football mind for sure and it's uh pep guardiola and a lot of his former players have really good uh uh they can vouch and say a lot of good stories about his preparation for matches i mean this guy's attention to detail is immense probably the the, the best in the world i'd say so yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting to see how that pans out for Leeds next year or next season, I should say rather. And uh, there's still a chance for Fulham, Brentford, and I think it was Swansea. Swansea. And, yeah, Swansea yeah. and Cardiff. To, to Cardiff, yeah. Those are so, the yeah, those are the four that still have a chance at, to break. At, in. at least two historic clubs making get, getting a chance to come back up to the to the prem. How great is that, huh? Two English teams and two uh, uh, Welsh. Welsh teams. Yeah, yeah. Swansea and, and Cardiff. Who would have thought? Yeah, uh, I can't wait, man. It's always nice to see new teams in the Prem. And, it's like you know, Toronto with uh, the NBA. Exactly. I mean, I'm sorry about Norwich and, and what looks like might be Watford or Villa, whoever it ends up being. Uh, hopefully you guys have the best of luck next season yeah. to come back, right? Do better. Do better, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so um, I, ju- I just alluded to bottlers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and if you would have told me last week, last time we spoke, that Manchester will be watching the FA Cup final from home. Right. I'd be like, okay, you're lying. Yeah. I think <laughs> we were both convinced that it was going to be the crazy. two Manchester clubs, huh? We took them as gimmies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's crazy. It's, uh, uh, so we'll start with Arsenal versus Manchester City. I was so impressed by uh, Arsenal's. Arsenal did park the bus a bit. They they did they did lay back. Mm-hmm. Um, but But they were... They were very uh, disciplined in the way they did lay back. Obama Yang is always going to be a danger on the counter. Well, anywhere really doesn't need to be a counter, but with his mostly a counter speed yeah. and his and his technique, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, they took advantage of that. Uh, and I was surprised by by Mustafi being Mustafi and David Luiz just being solid in the back. They actually look like competent defenders. Yeah, they were really good. They impressed me. They they were fighting for everything, and I think Mustafi came off with an injury with his to his hamstring. I hope he's all right because uh, uh, Arsenal are going to need him for for the final. Uh, right. Especially if if he's going to play like that, 
they're definitely going to need him. Yeah. Um, David Luis, just just the warrior back there. And uh, um, I like Bellerin. Was going up, making forward runs, linking up plays. He did get hung up at times, but, you know, Danny Ceballos covered his back. Um, the one thing is Raheem Sterling was just not with it. And uh, I'm curious to know about I'm curious to know what your your opinion is on Raheem Sterling yeah. in that game. I'm absolutely gutted, mate. I'm sad. <laughs> you know, I expected to win that match, especially considering Arsenal and all, all their defensive woes, but City's City's run of form. Yeah, it just was just stunted there. Um and then you know, they picked it back up against Watford recently, but it's not the same beast. Um uh, hats off to Arteta for the way he drew up the match plan. It was amazing. He did the thing that frustrates Pep the most which is, you know, parking, setting, setting up a really deep and, and tight defensive block because City are known for working intricate intricate passes and moving into pockets of space, but when you don't give them that opportunity... Oh, yeah, and Arsenal was intercepting passes so well. Yeah, yeah. Ceballos, it's just um, the angles they had was... Granite Shaka actually had a pretty good game, too. Yeah, um, and and they, they were clinical. They were clinical on the few chances they generated. Uh, you know, they... They uh they were able to put the ball behind you know in the back of the net and just get into those spaces. They caught us on the counter a few times and you know we were close uh, to getting to scoring some goals. But you know the keeper was awesome and that back line was solid. Uh, but yeah, once you know we went down, there was just really no chance anymore. You know with that when you start to defend like that, it's it's hard for any team. You know even when you take long shots, they they ricochet and they don't hit goal anymore. Uh, City dominated the game with seventy percent possession to twenty or seventy one to twenty nine percent of Arsenal, so it kind of tells a story. But hats off for a professional performance. Not the most attractive. Not 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 really what's best for football, really, to the eye at least. But they did their thing. They got the result, and they upset the favorites. I'd say in the tournament. Yeah, I was quite. Uh, I was actually quite entertained by the game. Not oh, because sure uh, you were. not because uh, Manchester City was losing. But I, I I thought it was. Uh, uh, as they say in, in American sports, a gutsy performance. Yeah, they gr- it was a gritty. But everyone had their part in, in Arsenal. I think everyone was really tuned in. They wanted to win. I think it's the last chance for them to, to actually have any kind of mark in this season. And they didn't want to end off like, like the chumps that everyone was making out them out to be. Yeah. And it, and it gives it gives Arteta and, uh, and the rest of the team a good showing to, uh, to the um, people in the uh in the boardroom uh, uh, a little bit of a reason to to splurge a little bit to to whip out that wallet and uh show some cash for sure yeah th- uh obama could have had three goals he could have come out with a hat trick even yeah. also could have sterling yeah sterling he tried to do a chicharito <laughs> and he got busted in the face with no result and it, this is a and sorry I didn't even really answer your question because I kind of just mostly talked about City but Sterling he's a great player he you know you look at his track record the goals he scored amazing but if if and I was telling you this the other day uh you know off off the record but he can be up there with the best wingers in the world if he actually finished those those gimme chances but people who watch City every game know what I'm talking about this guy will miss maybe like three or four chances like that before he hits three or four goals like that and that's not a good return you need your 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 top players to be hitting those maybe missing one or two here and there but nah you know it's yeah, a constant it's, it's totally acceptable to miss a shot everyone misses shots yeah of course it's not you know that's not a, a con- condemnation of your skill that's just natural but when you do it as often 
and as badly as he does you got to wonder what was going on in that noodle yeah for sure for sure and but it's no secret the thing is raheem has never been a, a true you know good striker of the ball where you just look at him like fucking hell that's that's good technique that's just a hell of a hit you even hear it it's for but him he did it's have always a good like strike against watford he did, oh, he did, he did. <laughs> but see, most of his goals are going to come on tap-ins for the most part. But he, he will have oh, a, a tap-in merch. He, I will say, yeah, mm-hmm. surely, surely. Uh, he doesn't have the finishing ability of Kevin De Bruyne, of, of Leroy Sané, of Aguero. Of even, I would say Gabriel Jesus, but he's at times even, he's they're, even wasteful. Yeah, they, yeah. But he, he suffers from the same thing. And I know it gets under Wardell's skin, but that's something that he needs to work on if he wants to continue playing for Man City Football Club. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, moving on from that, I mean... United and Chelsea, Chelsea were playing. No Pulisic that game, so don't even worry. I'm not going to mention that, but <laughs> De Gea. So, and yeah, is it time that we stop giving him passes? Like, do, <sighs> do we do we stop, like, letting him write off of his uh, uh, career achievements? Or or do we let him have another season? My bro, I, I think it's time. I think it's time. Think because it's time and to, and I, was, I was saying this. Yeah, I was saying this earlier, like, maybe a month ago or a month or two. Because it's been more uh, constant the fact that he's actually always making these kind of mistakes. You know, mistakes that shouldn't be happening to a keeper of his pedigree, a keeper of his experience. But we were already seeing shadows of this in 2018, 2019 when he was with Spain. Uh, granted, he had he has been doing Ronaldo wonders. Broke him? Yeah, I don't know, man. I can't. It's, it's hard to say because it's like overnight this guy just started making these mistakes where the ball goes between his hands or... He touches the ball into the net or he's out of position. He doesn't react quick enough. And that's problematic when you're a club like Manchester United who's trying to make that step back into the elite, you know, football club status. They're still a great club, big club, but I'm saying where yeah. they're in champions and they're stringing a nice set of results together. And for a long time, he was an integral part of that. Now he's looking questionable. And when you have a keeper who's 23 years old under your system, loaned out at Sheffield by the name of Dean Henderson, I think that's a big opportunity that you might not want to pass up because you sell him, watch, and then you're going to have to watch him ball out at another team. Like, damn, he could have been ours. So what you're saying is get get what you can for the hair. Yes. Which I, I still think he has a high value still. For sure, for um, sure, yeah. Are we talking 30 or 40? I think even uh, maybe like 45, depending on which club you sell him to. Just because he's still a hell Imagine, of a keeper, I'm, and he's okay, 27. So, so he's 27, bro. So. 20, 27, 29. I'll, let's see, let's see. Yeah, anyway, Chelsea's quick. on the market for a keeper, word has it. Yes. Imagine. That would be crazy. Imagine. That would be crazy. <laughs> I, I honestly, I wouldn't. Well, anything right now is better than Kepa, right? Yeah, I think. Who, who, <laughs> who joins one of our bottlers of the week? You're right, by the way, he is 29. I was um, saying 27. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, 27 would be ridiculous. Hella young, yeah. 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 Uh, Kepa had a couple of uh, screw-ups or lulls, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. But uh, De Gea, do you, so it's time to pull the plug, you think? Um, it Get might, what you it can might and uh, go go all in on Dean Henderson, who you already have a contract with. Yes. I mean, listen, Dean, Dean Henderson is, is putting up great performances with not, not the best back line, not, you know, United can assemble a really good back line in front of him. If he has that already and, and he's, you know, he's the, the number one at, at United, I think he can accomplish amazing things. And this is this is me saying this as a rival fan, but I think it would be great for them. They has been amazing, but, you know, like you said, get what you can for him now. 
and I'm sure he's Spanish. I'm sure he do, he doesn't mind going back to Spain and maybe being a, back in his culture. I think sure. it's this is a good time to to possibly do that. You know. You know, and uh, I was never a fan of the uh, idea that uh, they have with supplant. Uh, yeah, sur- supplant uh, no, has uh, Kaylor Navas in in Madrid when when we were still at at the height of of Madrid winning the 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 three peat. Right. You know, I'm so glad at this point now that that fax machine broke. <laughs> uh, but United, besides the keeper, I mean, you only scored one goal in yeah. that in that uh, semifinal game against Chelsea, and it was a penalty, and it was a pen. Bruno and Penandes, it's the, and it's against the the team that that's let most of the goals in the top ten in. Right. So that's a problem in in of itself. As you were saying, the United was riding a wave of good results, playing attractive football, scoring a lot of goals, and uh, you know have variety in the attack. It's not just coming from one side or the other. It's it's coming from three, four different players. So I'm curious to know what happened there. If it was just a bad game, but it looks like that's three in a row now. So we can't chalk that up anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't know. I don't know what, what what the problem is now. They got to sort it out because it, it, even today it was still a little obvious that they're still having some mental lapses, especially on defense. You know, those are things that you have to, you know, get right because when you play a big club, they're not going to forgive you on those. You know, they're going to easily stuff three, four on you. But I don't know. I think they have enough time to address it in this transfer window, albeit it's probably going to be a shortened one. But they know, I think they know what, positions they have to strengthen and i'll leave that up to them because old gunner Solskjaer for me i think has backed uh, they had to still be on the lineup and everything so what i'm saying isn't necessarily come gonna come true but i'm saying for the best of united i think that's what what would work in my opinion yeah yeah uh united i've said this before are about three pieces away from being uh, a real if not champion uh actual contender sancho Sancho, uh, Jaden Sancho from Dortmund looks like, like, uh, like the next guy up, and United seem to well, so United have the money to to get it. The transfer is rated at about a hundred, hundred million. Is that pounds or euros or does it even matter? I think it's pounds, and I mean, nah, it doesn't really. It's still for, too much. <laughs> for, you think it's too much for Sancho? I I think so because. Uh, well, listen, if, if it's an English club buying them, it's actually the right price because the English premium and having an English player match the quota. But you have to, like, and I've said this before, you have to be very careful when buying players from the Bundesliga. It can go well a lot of times, but it's like the, the outcome or the the production that they have there isn't necessarily going to translate to the English Premier League. Yeah, and I think most clubs are, are smart to that where they, they don't think that, that that German success is necessarily going to replicate translate into the into the british english you have your outliers like kevin de bruyne uh, i'm i want to say michael ballack that's that's an older one that's an old guy yeah (laughs) but i'm sure there's more along the way that have done done okay um but uh, he looks he looks like the goods no he's he's really good he's really good i what I what I like about him is he has a bag of tricks. You know he 
he isn't scared to embarrass a defender. A lot of players are like to be a lot, you know, very humble now. There's very few players that will like to, you know, make a defender look foolish the way like Mares, Mares, Saint Maximin, uh, Bernardo at times. It's hard to do it on a city team because Pep's not a big fan of that. But yeah, like it's it's nice when you get a player like that because that's one of my favorite play styles. But yeah, I think if he goes to United, it's gonna hurt to see as a City fan because obviously he came out of our academy and we had him in our grasps we didn't want to promote him because we had Sane and now sane has gone so it's like fuck we should have just kept the kid but you know what I, i'm sure wherever he goes he's gonna have a successful career um and i i never saw him being at dortmund for too long i think he's meant for you know big, bigger things than yeah that. anyone not named royce is not going to be at dortmund for too long oh yeah of course i mean <laughs> royce and maybe like freaking uh Let's see. Who was that center back they had for the longest? Uh, oh, no. I think he might have even gone to Bayern, too. Uh, oh, Matt Hummels? Yeah, Hummels. Hummels. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. see. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> see, this is why this is why we, we spew a little hate towards Bayern sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's like, come <laughs> they on, just, They just take everybody. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, do, do you have any... Uh, well, let, let's talk transfer news. So... so yeah what's what's going on out here i I, I, we we came up with like a little bit of a little bit of a list here um so so we have a couple things we'll just go through the ones that that are um you know done Mm -hmm. done and well well published and uh, we've probably even harped on these a little bit uh leroy sane the biggest one so far yeah for sure. i don't think i don't think uh, unless you know messi or or someone crazy leaves their team is going to be any bigger unless you think of anything else lautaro would, would, would be La- the only guy to eclipse right, okay lautaro. maybe sancho even because jade and sancho almost well, just because of the figure the figure and and the league he's going to right. i think for me leroy sane is taking a side step maybe even a step back in terms of i think competitiveness. so i think it's a backward step yeah but you know he had his reasons if you're look, if you're talking about it, like from a figures perspective, the the Arthur move is kind of like a subtle move, but the figure paid for that was pretty big. Yeah. In in American dollars, it was seventy nine point two. In the books. In, yeah. In the books. And then so it was kind of like a in exchange with Miralem Pjanic, who's going for sixty six. You know, it's kind of a way for Barca to claim some profit, and that's I think that was the whole point of that deal for them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Leroy Sané. And uh, Hakeem Zayich. Yeah, Hakeem Zayich and, and Timo Werner both uh, coming from other leagues. So Timo Werner coming from Leipzig for 58.3 mil. And then Hakeem Zayich, who's a great you know trickster on the ball for Ajax, uh, coming to Chelsea for it, 44. Is he, um, is he a little older now? Mm, he might Cause, be. Because I could have sworn I've seen him in Ajax for like 10 years. He's been there for a while. He's been one of those... And this is not to, to cast a stereotype on these kind of players, but it's like a lot of these Arabic-based players have that, that very good skill package, you know, where they're just like Tricky. tricksters on the ball, and they make a career off that for, you know, freaking like 10, 11 years. And he's one of those guys, and he's very effective. I've seen him play plenty of times. One of my favorite players to use in FIFA, as a matter of fact, for his five-star qualities. Um, but just just quickly, that since we're touching on Chelsea and the players they're acquiring, Mm-hmm. We got to do a special shout out to my boy Kevin Garcia, big Chelsea fan. He he mentioned to me, "What's up with Chelsea buying all these attackers when clearly, clearly the problem is on the defensive end?" Yeah, I've I've had that on my mind for a long time because uh, Chelsea somehow thinks that 
they're going to put a band-aid over their problems by just uh, just rushing the other defenders. Um, that That's not necessarily how you win games in the Premier League. Uh, they, they have a pretty big gap, as established today by um, by uh, Liverpool. Um, you, you're not going to fix their problems just by scoring more. Right. Uh, Rudiger is 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 not capable of, of leading that that defense. Even Kurt Zuma, who had a pretty promising career for a long time, uh, post injuries, isn't the same player. Aspiliqueta um, uh, um, mm-hmm. too small. For the Premier League to be a, a central defender, he's not a he's not your Nemanja Vidic or Rio Ferdinand, right? And um, Marco Alonso, uh, again, regrettably, not cut out. So they have they have four big problems along with their keeper. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna overload that attack, that's all good and well, but historically, I have a hard time coming up with this. Maybe maybe you have a better uh, grasp of this, but historically, I've never seen so many new players coming into a club. Doing almost a pretty much complete overhaul, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's just for depth, but a complete overhaul and being successful. I, I know Real Madrid tried it uh, across two, three seasons when they signed the Galacticos, right? But I don't remember any team no signing no. so many. Not at uh, this rate, yeah. I yeah, mean, City yeah, kind of exactly, did it. Not at that rate. City did it, but they did it gradually over like three seasons, where they acquired like. Three, four, five players a season, and got rid of a few of what they call yeah. Dead oh, they wood. were just dumping cash. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and then especially on the defensive players, and in the end, we won two titles back to back. So it can work out, but it really depends on the manager and the intention he signs them with, and you know, giving them a chance. So if you don't have a game plan for the players you want to sign, it's just pointless. If you're just going after after the that the hottest name out on the transfer bucket list. Then no, it's you, you, it might not work out. So yeah, and uh, <clears throat> Real Madrid is the prime example that that doesn't work. Right. Um, but I, I'm, who do you like for for Chelsea? I'll I, ask you that. Oh well, so as, as far as their defense goes, since these are the established transfers, they still they're still rumored for um, for for Havertz. I, if I'm them, I'm backing out of that deal, as they already have a, a lot of good attacking players in a good midfield. I think they should uh, just go for a, a center back. It might be like Koulibaly, possibly, who's kind of uh, looked at by City. Or, you know, somebody of that caliber who can kind of be a wall for them at the back, as well as maybe upgrading on your keeper. It's look. It looks like you got to get rid, rid of Kepa. Uh, and if you do, I mean, there's Oblak, there's Dean Henderson, possibly. Um, De Gea, if you want to go down that route, which I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I were them. Um, you know they have options, but it's it's up to the front office on on how they want to move. Because lately, it just seems like they just want to score goals. They don't care about the back. So, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, Havertz is is you know it's a no brainer though. You know when you see a kid that talented, it's hard to not fall in love and and want to splurge the cash. You know. Right. Totally. Totally. And Leverkusen's even looking at at uh, at a replacement for him, but. Um, let's say that they do get Havertz. They'll have Pulisic, Havertz, Zayic, Timo Werner, Tammy Abram, Tammy Abram, Mason Mount, Gilmore. They have a lot of attacking players. Well, too. they still have Giroud. Giroud as well. Uh, so Willian. But, but across the newcoming guys and and the core guys that they would obviously be establishing the four guys. 
historically speaking, and not ne- not that I necessarily want this to happen, but also not that I would, you know, be against spilled it. milk. <laughs> but historically speaking, one of those guys won't be playing up to par. Yeah, it's it's likely to happen. I mean, I thing is that I think Chelsea's under this spell where they they see that they signed Pulisic from the Bundesliga. He's performing so well, maybe. They think that that might replicate. It's not always true. I think for me, and we talked about this, the guy for me that might struggle to adapt is Timo Werner because he's not going to get the same opportunities at goal that he was getting in the Bundesliga. You know, the Premier League's a rugged league, shoulder to shoulder, bodied out. You got to be ready for that, and I don't know if he will be. So I think Ziyech and Havertz, if he does go, um, are going to do well. I would I would put it on one of the tricksters. Timo Werner seems physically. Uh, up to the task technically i don't know if he's gonna be right right the guy i've never been been very high on him so that's that's just me speaking but physically i think he's okay to handle it uh, it's one of the tricksters in my opinion Zayich or um um havertz i think havertz for me is the guy that's gonna if he goes has the biggest chance to succeed because i think he's class and he's still so young he's still he's still teachable and uh, i think Playing the same position that Frank Lampard played in his days is going to offer him a different mindset. Because uh, the uh, thing is, uh, Havertz plays as a center attacking mid for Leverkusen. Their mm-hmm. strikers are Kevin Vollen, Leon Bailey, and uh, Alauro. So he's used to being the creative head. He's not going to come in and take over um, Giroud's spot, for example. So I think uh, him mm-hmm. being a goal-scoring center no, no. mid, center attacking mid, I think uh, Frank Frank Lampard has a lot a lot of good things to teach the lads. So we'll see, man. I mean, obviously yeah. they need to go for some defenders. But I mean, just going back to some of the rest of the transfers that have been confirmed: Ashraf Hakimi from Real Madrid going to Inter for forty four mil. We talked about this a few episodes ago. Yeah, great move for him to expand his career. Kind of a little bit of a head scratcher because we were thinking for, that for Real Madrid for Real Madrid we were thinking they that he might be meaningful for them possibly a nice reinforcement and, and he he looks like the goods as well yeah i mean the guy smashed it at at a uh, at a uh, dortmund so yeah another dortmund product then our, our boy icardi who you can't leave the room too long with that guy in, in your house you know you gotta be careful <laughs> with him but he's just joined psg after being on loan there 55 mil with which psg have no problem paying nope. he's a pretty good striker you know i he's a he has that uh you know that nose for goal where he doesn't necessarily have to like squirrel worldy but just be he'll be at the right place in the right time and uh, a similar striker to him would be like alvaro morata who is moving from chelsea to atletico um and he's kind of made that seesaw with them he's been at chelsea for you know alone and then it was bought out by them and then loaned back to atletico and now he's bought out by atletico so that's crazy and i think the biggest move so far in terms of uh uh, English young talent would be Jude Bellingham from Birmingham going to Dortmund and Dortmund has been just kind of like uh, a big platform for for youth players from England lately and I think he's going to smash it there going there for 25.3 million dollars yeah, I, 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 I just want to meet the scouts the scouting network and like what guys. did they see in them the guys at Dortmund, I, I want to pick their brains and, and just learn how they see the game because they have a tendency. And maybe I'm a little off base here, but they're probably the best eye for talent. Surely, they're up um, there. I mean, they have Gio Reyna, right? U.S. Yeah, sure. American talent. Yeah, sure. Uh, 
<laughs> nah, yeah. but she, yeah, they do, man. They have a way of breeding solid they, players. I, I mean, off the top of my head, we can probably come up with a with a World Eleven that's still formidable today. Yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah so for sure, uh, you know, they they get cleaned out every other year from all their talent, and they go ahead and replace it. You know. Yeah, it looks like they're getting ready to replace Sancho, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Jude Bellingham. He look he looks like the goods too, for sure. Yeah, you know, and, he's a beast. And they, um, I don't know how they're not competing higher. It's probably because of the fact that they focus on younger talent, but they they're they're not looking at big at big buys, and that's probably their biggest weakness is that they don't get the big buys to to help reinforce them uh, to. You know, just get over that hump and win the championship year after year. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how much, you know, transfer profit they've made over the years because I'm sure they have a lot. You know? I'm sure there's tons of it, and it's probably all being pumped into their academy. Their academy and their and their, their, their and the facilities. Yeah, I mean, even their their stadium is super nice. Just they, I mean, really, the environment's more brought on by the fans, but you know, it's just I think they have one of the be- the best atmospheres in, in Europe. So. Clearly, they're investing their money in the right areas, and it's really a model club for clubs who maybe don't have the f- the ability and the fantasy of going after these eighty million, hundred million dollar players. Follow the model those guys are doing, because clearly it's working. Yeah. Um, and lastly, the last confirmed transfer that was worth noting. Obviously, there's transfers going in every day for players that we know fuck all Notable. about, yeah. and you and Notable. probably you guys don't know. But San- Santi Cazorla, a free agent, joining Al Sad, the team coached by Xavi. What do you think about that move, and uh, what do you think he can offer to that team? Obviously, we we don't watch him closely, but do you think him and Xavi are gonna be able to do bits? So they'll, they'll reconnect. Obviously, uh, Santi Cazorla uh, is. I've I've always uh, liked him as a player. He's he's got a hell of a he doesn't have a weak foot, you know. He's mm-hmm. one of those players that's just good at bash it in with with either side. But um, you know he'll he'll dominate <laughs> in that league. I'm not too impressed by it. it's Qatar. Yeah, Qatar. Yeah. Yeah, they're not an impressive uh, league at all. Um, oh, man. They 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 shouldn't have a presence in football, in my opinion. Uh, and that, on. and I know that's harsh. I that's mean, racist. It, 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 I mean, it's a country that didn't <laughs> exist twenty years ago, right? <laughs> and I'm clowning, not, yeah. but uh, yeah. Wait, wait, is that? Am, am I even speaking facts? No, you're right. No, it's, it's, it's a new it's, country. It's a. Uh, it might be. I mean, like, this is the thing. It's just a. Uh, it's it's a monetary thing. He's getting his last big payday, and I can't be mad at the guy. Yeah, of course. The league definitely hasn't been established I, for. I long. mean, after his injury, yeah, of course the yeah. league is isn't shit. But after his injury. And him getting, uh, was it, 10 and 10? 10 goals and 10 assists? Yeah. It was like 11 assists, I think. At his age. At his age, after those freak injuries where they told him that he probably wasn't going to play ever again. Yeah. I'm happy for the guy. I always liked him. When he was in Arsenal, you know, he's he's part of uh, Villarreal. He was, he was in Spain. I, I don't know if he was a bit player in the, um, in the Spanish team when they won the World Cup. I don't think he was part of that team, but I think he was there in the Euros. Might be, yeah. He's uh, he was always one of those fringe players. You know, but he, I mean, he's you know. Imagine trying to make it over David Silva, Iniesta, Alonso, and stuff. Yeah. He, he, you know, he was surplus to that, and it's a shame because he he was he was a a good little player, man. And uh, I'm happy for him that he that he's made his career still still happen. Right. And uh, alongside Xavi, who's a I would say a similar player. I'm happy for him. I like I like Santi Cazorla. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's class. Um, moving on now to the rumors. Uh, rumors, rumors, rumors. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Obviously, I'm a every day with, it's something new. Yeah. yeah if I pulled up, oh, um, there's always Twitter yeah. right now. Or I went. Reddit. I went after the most credible ones and the most meaningful ones, the ones that revolve around the bigger clubs. I mm-hmm. couldn't find a better place to start than Messi. Se queda? You think he's staying? Is he leaving? I hope not. And and not yeah. just because he's a rival, but because I want to see. I want to see him do something in the Premier League. And obviously, the the big name thrown out there is uh, Manchester City. But yeah. uh, I think we got into it a little bit about it. Um, can can Messi and uh, and Kevin De Bruyne coexist? My, my answer is yes, because... Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see De Bruyne come off the bench. Oh, no, see, that's not going to happen. Oh, because oh, okay. I, I think... So Messi will come off the bench. They both they both start and Guardiola would have a system for them and this is what Guardiola is so good at is talking to a player man to man face to face telling him this is the position you're gonna play. Slatan would say otherwise. Slatan, Samuel Eto'o, and a few other players who have poor work ethic will tell you that for sure. I agree with you on that, but I think with with players who are willing to learn and Messi is is a player that's willing to adapt, although he is at an older age. I think with the right positioning, they can coexist. It's going to depend on who's playing defensive mid to kind of watch out for them to serve as the lone pivot. But, I mean, really, I think uh, he would do bits. It's just a shame that he's so old now. I would have preferred him two, three years ago. If he comes to City, I'll be overjoyed. But It's funny how we're talking about a 32-year-old that's being so old. Yeah, well, <laughs> to be fair, you know, by for a player of attacking qualities. Of his mileage. For sure, yeah. But, um... Listen, if he if he doesn't leave and he stays at Barcelona, I'll respect him a little more. A more? Yeah, because I, for me, if a player can come out of out of an an academy and finish his career at Barca or at, at any team that he started as, that's that's beautiful. Shout out to uh, Francesco Totti, you know, players like that. I mean, you don't see that often. I love that. If he and if he does leave, he comes to City. I'll be happy. If he goes to any other club trash <laughs> damn so it's one it's only it's only two two options that he city can or barca if not fuck off me yeah. but, uh, <laughs> uh, moving on to another argentine who's not kind of his childhood club huh? he's into the uh i mean he's he's pretty much part of that golden generation of new players coming in lautaro martinez probably the hottest south american product on everybody's tongue right now currently playing for inter uh there's a lot of you know rumors and speculation articles pointing to him joining barca but there's rumors that City are also interested with Aguero, obviously, creeping up in age. Gabriel Jesus not performing game in, game out. Although he's doing decent. There's games where it's like, you know, you should be finishing that. Yeah, you, we, we touched we yeah, touched on it earlier. Yeah, do, do you think that he should... Wh- what club should he join, do you think, if, if, if he wants to... Yeah, yeah, up? yeah, that's a good question. I don't think he belongs in, in Manchester City. And it's not not due to his lack of skill. Obviously, Gabriel Jesus is is very good, but I, I think he would he would th- uh, flourish in, in somewhere in Spain, mm-hmm. um, just due to his a- activity level. He's he's not the strongest guy. He's not going to body off, uh, say Van Dyke. Right. On, on his opposition is going to be defenders usually. He's not going to body off Conte. Um, so I think he would he would thrive somewhere in uh, in Spain. Right. Not a mid like not a mid uh, table team. Nah, he's um, not. But he's 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 better than that for sure. Um, but if if Pep decides that he gets another chance, I I, I wouldn't mind it. 
Uh, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anybody that would that would benefit from someone like him. Um, well, there's a lot of teams that would benefit, but I don't know I, if he, no, he fits or he's affordable to most teams. Yeah, because his price tag is going to be high for sure. Yeah, due to you know success in, in with Brazil, due to his time in, in Manchester City. I mean, he scored a lot of goals. Yeah, but for him to not be uh, one of the goal leaders is kind of concerning. It is, but you also have to consider he has to share the pitch with another striker. That's always tough on, on a scoring tally. His assists are actually... Yeah, let's see how many goals he has. Yeah, he, I'm going to check. Yeah, he doesn't have too many, but he's up there in probably like at least the top 10. Thing is, I, I could actually see him I could see him joining um, Barcelona and being more of use to them because Luis Suarez... For depth? Yeah, for not only for depth. Well, depth for sure, but Luis Suarez might be on his way out soon as well. He's kind of old. He'd be the perfect guy to fill in and and create his own legacy. But if he came to City, I'd be, I'd be over the moon, truly, because it would remind me of like when we had uh, Carlos Tevez and Sergio Aguero, even though it was for one season. But it was it was cool to see. Um, yeah, I think he could flourish at City too. Well, whichever club he goes to, I think he's destined for greatness. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about greatness, but he's. He's definitely got a, a lot of tools in in his chest, and um, you know we were talking about him being a top ten scorer. He's definitely not that. He's tied for thirteenth uh, with um, with another Brazilian, Richarlison. Oh, he wait, plays uh, for Everton. Uh, are you uh, talking about who are you talking about? Uh, Lautaro Martinez. Oh, Lautaro. Oh, oh I'm Ma- sorry. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. talking about Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah oh no, you're, you're good. No, no, no. I, I was yeah no. Um, no, Gabriel Jesus is, is tough because he doesn't always play, you know, especially when when Kuna Wero's Yeah, I think Richarlison has a higher ceiling than Gabriel. For sure. Younger. He's more versatile. He, he's he can play on the wing stronger. as well. I mean, yeah. he's, he's more of a nine. Uh, Gabriel Jesus probably as a kid started as a 10 and, you know, Brazil has a surplus of those. So he's like, yeah. okay, I'll move a little bit forward. He has a lot of tricks in his bags, but he, he executes them at the wrong time. And that that's my issue with he's him. Yeah, 13 goals for, for playing... At Manchester City with with David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, Mares, Mares. You got to have a lot more goals than that. Yeah, and and he's he's actually pretty healthy usually. Yeah, no, it's um, you know, it's tough because I I like I like the guy's intention and one thing that goes unnoticed is he's such a great presser of and the ball. And he's dangerous though. You have to yeah. Oh yeah, he he's the best presser, yeah, probably the best stop. pressing striker I've seen like for real because yeah. that's what he capitalizes yeah. on and that's why Pep loves him. Yeah. You know, but um, he doesn't stop working. So maybe maybe he'll he'll stay. Yeah, but moving on to another striker that uh I know you're a fan of. I'm I'm a fan of as well, but you know, probably not to the same degree. Raul Jimenez, he's Obviously, his name's been uh, in transfer rumors because he's at the peak of his career at the moment, I think. He's rumored to go to United. Rio Ferdinand saying today that he would love to have him at United, and he thinks that's a great club for them for him. Yeah. But he's also been rumored possibly for Real, possibly for you know other clubs in Europe that hold a higher helm than uh, than Wolves. What do you think about that, and I where do you see him fitting? I, I love that his name is being floated out there. He's getting the respect he deserves a... We've we've talked about this a couple of times now, where he didn't uh, really get any playing time at uh, Atletico, right? But he's he's playing to his potential now, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe it's the system that he's playing with or playing in. Uh, but I I actually think that he's that he's been good for a long time, and he was overlooked for for too long, and now he's getting the credit he deserves. However, 
I don't like the United move. He doesn't have a place there. He's uh, if Martial stays, he has no room to to thrive. Maybe as a second striker, but the current system that United has, I think, is excellent. They they're playing this weird, um, like a like a like a four three three sort of formation, where uh, uh, Bissaka is 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 one of the main focal attacking points. He he's like a wing back almost. I mean, he practically is a wing back, if not officially. Uh, so that leaves uh, someone on the right who's going to be um, either uh, um, Bruno, Fer- no, not, not Bruno Fernandez, uh, Mason Greenwood, mm-hmm. Martial, who's playing at the nine, who's playing excellent right now, and Rashford's coming off the left, who's better off as a winger, as a left winger, and then Fernandez in the in the middle. So if if United do in fact get Sancho, who should definitely be their priority, that doesn't leave any room for Jimenez, and that doesn't really leave a lot of adjusting points for for Jimenez to thrive in. Jimenez right. is more of a, a a link up player. I've always likened him to to a Benzema kind of style, uh, linking up plays, creating uh, from from the. From the half circle in the 18-yard box, dribbling, you know, just using his technique and to to create plays for for the winger or the other or the other uh, striker. So I don't really see him thriving too much at, at United. And if it's for depth, you know, he at this point in his career he can't afford to just be depth. He's not going to get the playing time he deserves or wants, and and. Uh, you know, he's just going to be sitting there for a long time. He doesn't want to play cup games. Right. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, honestly, I, th- I feel like for me, it would be amazing just to see him stay at Wolves. Yeah. You know, create, uh, let, because they're going to be in Europe this year, possibly. We'll see how that There's finishes. A chance, yeah. You, you know, at least, at least Europa League. Build your career there. Build your legacy. Become a fan favorite. Get to scoring records with one team and thrive off that. Until if you can if he can reproduce this season again next season, maybe entertain the idea of going to a bigger club. But you know it would be cool to see him build a legacy and, and bring a team up along with obviously other players. The problem is that with Wolves they they might just get fleshed out. You know, Traore being tossed around as a rumor. Um, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of players there that might be attracted to other clubs. So. That's something to worry about, but I think if he does stay, I think he he can further establish his his legacy there and, and just yeah. really create a, a you know a kind of like a a, a a memorable face to to Wolves because Wolves ha- haven't really had a legend like that in in Ever. times. You know, <laughs> I, I just really can't recall. Yeah, them, they're so. they're just one of those clubs that that's been trying to claw their way to the Premier League and, and stay there as long as they can. Yeah, and now um, so we already discussed Chelsea a bit and and their you know transfer declarations that they might go after i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot going on with that club right now but we'll there's move too on. much there's, there's too much going on uh i mean the, yeah. the, their main thing i know today after you know uh, and havertz pretty pretty much being a set thing no one else is really going for him which is kind of weird um no one's giving chelsea you know raising that price tag anything like that um the main thing today was that they want to keep her. And after today's performance, who could blame him? Right. No, I mean, it's necessary, right? I mean, the, the names being tossed around are like O'Block, uh, Dean Henderson, and, and Ter Stegen. De Gea might be an option now if, he, if he's on the chopping block. But, I mean, 
clearly clearly they have more problems than just a keeper. They're going to need center backs, maybe a def- another defensive mid just to back up Kante when he can't be there or if he want to run a and two. And Kante is actually also, you know, rumored to be leaving. You know, I you wouldn't know. be mad at him because they've been underperforming the whole time he's been there. Aside from the time when Conte was there. After that, it's just been downhill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Real Madrid is the biggest candidate right now for, for Conte. That'd be a great addition. But he's addition. depth for them. You know, you mm. have Federico, uh, Federico Valverde. Right, right, You right, have right. Casemiro, who... I think he's I, just as good as them, I, honestly. I, I think... You think he's just as good as them? Yeah, from a defensive perspective, probably better. Then... Then, uh, for sure, I would say than both of them, bro. I I, I mean... Wow. I'm, because this guy single-handedly was able to help Leicester get that title. You know, obviously with Mars and Vardy, but I'm saying, like, that midfield was his, and he's proven mm-hmm. to be a tank. Yeah. He just hasn't had at Chelsea the supporting cast to drive him to the level that he should be at. I think if he goes to, to Real Madrid, man, I, I tell you, man, he's going to he's gonna give it his all. I'm not saying Casemiro doesn't. Fede Valverde is a bright prospect. Um, but I think he might be even better than both of them. But, you know, that's... That's tough. That's, That's tough. tough. You have that, to throw him in there first. Because, because those are two guys, especially Casemiro, who, who've had time with that system. Right. Who who are supremely confident in, in their own performance. Yeah. And uh, technically speaking, I think Casemiro is better than, than Kante. Casemiro brings uh, an offensive. Maybe um, he has more of an offensive uh, facet to his game. For sure. But yeah. It was, the thing is, when you watch Kante press the ball, this guy has an engine like no other. Like he's box to box, and he'll he doesn't get tired, yeah. bro. I mean that that those are things that you need for a team like uh, Real Madrid, who's the Galacticos. Always have those players that are very highly touted and and flary, who aren't necessarily always going to trap track back and stuff. You yeah. need a, a, a Kante in your system, so and that'd be a good move. You know, I felt that uh, that Casemiro's been that guy, and Valverde is showing to be that guy. I mean, you, we're also forgetting Modric and and Kroos. Yeah, see, Modric and Modric is good. You mentioned because he's kind of on the fence. He might get an, an ex- uh, maybe an extension of some sort. He just said that he's not leaving till twenty one. Well, see, so th- is that because that's when his contract ends, or probably right? Uh, probably, but yeah. he's he's definitely gonna stay another year. I was thinking that he might leave, but mm, yeah, he I, said I w- he's staying. I mean, he's pretty old, bro. He's earned it. No, he's yeah. A, if he wants to stay, he, he can. I mean, I, I was on the same boat. Like, maybe maybe this is the his last year. For sure. I but mean, the yeah. last few games, he's turned it on, and he, he's Modric, as, as we know. Yeah, that'd be a, a good a good move. Um, I mean... Well, the one I'm concerned about is Cruz. Maybe he just doesn't pl- want to play there anymore. He might he's be shown, bored. He's, he's shown that he's... I don't know. Like he's still excellent. His his ball delivery is always impeccable. But I don't know. I kind of see a little bit of his body language where he's kind of over it. Yeah, it looks like he's probably gonna have go to Bayern. Have you noticed G. it? Yeah, he's probably yeah. gonna go to Bayern G. I'm telling oh, you right fuck. now. <laughs> but that because that's exactly what I would say about Sane too. Like he's there, but he just doesn't seem as passionate yeah. as the rest of the lads. Yeah. And, so I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I could see that happening. But you know, moving switching gears, I'm gonna quickly just breeze through other rumors surrounding man city and they what they really need is a defensive sprucing up um yeah they could use a couple of players yeah definitely they're rumored to either go for nathaniel ake koulibaly david alaba who would be a great addition as a left back slash center back yeah i don't like that or screenier and why don't you like the i, alaba I don't move? like alaba um i think alaba has been run to the ground mm. and byron's shown that they don't let players go until they're 
you know, they've gotten everything that they can out of him. And uh, Alaba, he suffered from a few injuries, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did, yeah. He's, he's good at running up, and he's good at, at, uh, at linking up attacking play. And he's got a cannon for a left leg, but but I think uh, I think long term he's he's not going to be a, a good candidate for for Manchester, especially if they if they have uh, Champions League aspirations. Well, I mean, I I, no, I totally understand what you're saying there. I mean, I I think he could still offer a lot, especially because we don't have much going at the left back position, and even well, he's better than what you guys have now. Yeah, for so, sure. So yeah, yeah, I think he can definitely add something for us. But more important than him, a center back would be greatly needed. I mean, Koulibaly, Skriniar, and and even I didn't add him uh, onto our list, but I think uh, Jimenez would be a great addition. If it's going to happen... Jimenez from Atletico? Yeah, Jimenez from Atletico, from Uruguay? The, the Uruguayan center back who... Just remnants of uh, Diego Codin, really, in, in the way he plays, big yeah, stature. He, he, they just really picked up where he left off. Of. Yeah, yeah, dude. It, 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 they got to play together for a few years. I remember, like, Godin and, and him playing. Uh, Jimenez was still very young, but damn, he was so good. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's where City really need to strengthen up. I, I don't think they have any problems going forward. Yeah, attacking. they need another. Um, they need another asshole in the back. For sure, we need a like a Vincent Company type. Yeah, of guy, they need know? someone that's not going to take no shit. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just lastly, Arsenal. Obama Young only has twelve months left on his contract. So you think should he resign? Should he go to another oh, team? Man. Where I mean, because he's thirty one now. Which you wouldn't even know it by the way he looks. The guy's moving like he's fucking twenty four. Yeah, he you can tell he does yoga. Uh, but for sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like I like Obama Yang for Arsenal. I was I was, uh, you know, I have a soft spot for Arsenal. But I, yeah, I think uh, well, all indications are that he should stay or that he is going to stay. He'll write out the next contract and then probably retire to some French league. And do something, but he'll probably end up staying in, in Arsenal. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I, that pretty much wraps it up for our transfer rumors. I, I just quickly wanted to breeze through some of the questions that we got asked. Oh yeah. Posted some, you know. Yeah. Uh, just a questions tab on my IG, and and first of all, uh, one of my my boys, Oscar from El Salvador. He's in El Salvador right now. He was asking, "What do you think about the potential Manchester City Real Madrid matchup in the Champions?" And I think that's the most anticipated matchup in in the champions league uh you know it's gonna restart in august what do you think about that matchup and what can we expect uh <laughs> sparks well we'll see we'll definitely see fireworks fine uh Real Madrid sure. have nothing to lose so they're gonna definitely go for it i like i like uh, Real Madrid's chances for sure uh the midfield battle is gonna be interesting uh Last time, well, well, actually, Real Madrid is not going to be counting on Ramos. Ramos is suspended. He's suspended. That's but, a big But Militao has been actually, when he does play, he actually plays really well covering Ramos' spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if I'm not mistaken, he actually makes up for a bit of the lo- the lost pace that Ramos has, has lost over the years. Right. Um. So, you know, and, and Manchester City, for now, are not counting on Aguero, so... You know, I'm counting on Jesus to to miss a couple of them to bottle it. He might miss a few, but he'll probably make up for it on on the pressing end, which he did so well in the first matchup between yeah, did, the two yeah. teams. Um, obviously, we have a goal advantage. Uh, we have two away goals in our favor, so it, I think for me, uh, maybe it's, you know, obviously you're a Real fan. I'm a City fan, but I I think City have everything in their favor to 
you know finish the job but you know there's a lot at stake there and and for a team with so much great experience in the champions league it's not out of real madrid's character to just pull one on a team a remontada fc and you know take <laughs> us but i don't think I, so uh I, I like our chances uh modric is playing to to world cup levels for sure uh, um if the Bruyne is playing out of his skin then good luck my friend because good luck that motherfucker good luck, cause i haven't good. seen that in the last couple of games it's been a, yeah that's the, the yeah. last few games he's been a little so stagnant. he's due for one i mean but he did like, get an assist against I, watford I, I like oh okay watford okay <laughs> um so casemiro's you know being casemiro isco had a good game against like i know it's like on like i'm talking shit about watford uh, but Isco's starting to play a little bit more. He's getting his game in. For Len Mendy, he's, he's playing he's, good. He's yeah. looking. He's he's looking know, like the, the, that baton is being passed from Marcelo right to Mendy. Fuck. Mendy's man. Mendy's good. You're telling me City bought the wrong Mendy, dude? Damn it! Oh, Damn shit. it! And he started off injured. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think it's going to be an awesome game. Hopefully, Cruz shows up and and turns into the Cruz that that we we know him for. Uh, Hazard needs to needs to show something, man. Hazard needs to show that that we did the right thing and buying him. Benz, I'm not worried about. Benz is gonna do his missing link thing. He's gonna he's gonna create plays and hopefully he puts a couple on the board. And uh, I think the X factor might end up actually being uh, Marco Asensio. Fuck yeah, cause I don't think he played the first time around. He did not. So no. that's that's a that's another aspect I, I, our defense has to I work like, on. I like our. I like Real Madrid's chances uh, as far as being uh, an attacking team versus versus um, uh, Manchester City's defense, right? Than than Manchester's attack against Real Madrid's defense. That's that's a solid assessment. Um, but it's the midfield that I'm worried about. Yeah, especially if, if Fernandinho De, is there. And De Bruyne is an X factor. Oh well, yeah, hundred percent. If he's if he's up for it, which 100%. by the way, this is not to scare you, but. His performances in the Champions League are always his next level. He he lifts it up a notch than from what he does for the Prem yeah. for some reason, and I'm saying like he's scored uh, goals on Barcelona, PSG, uh, you know, and he's he's just shown that he that's his tournament. Yeah. So I think he's gonna have a belter, but you never really know. But it also depends on everyone else showing up because De Bruyne De Bruyne is only the beginning. You need a finishing product for for City, and they haven't shown that. Right, and this is all still a whole while away, but we're yeah, also we're excited. Yeah, we're, we're two weeks off, so we'll we'll even get into it the day before, whenever yeah, it is. For sure, for but, sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's gonna it's probably the the game of the tournament so far. Oh no, for sure. No one else is interesting. Like and it sucks agrees. that they're playing so fucking soon. Yeah, that's the, the thing. Everybody agrees these these teams should have met down you know down the road, but it's it's the seeding. The yeah. thing is, Real Madrid started off kind of choppy in the beginning of the Champions League, if I remember correctly. So. But I mean, that who doesn't knows? Bar may come and you know help oh, a little bit. No, 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 no. I don't want none of that. I don't want none of that. Come on. Man. All right. Well, what, what's what else, what else are they asking? Uh, they asked me my my boy Titi, uh, Christian. His name is Christian as well, and he's asking about Captain America becoming a Chelsea star. Listen, Christian Pulisic is massive. He's he's a great player. Obviously, still young, still has yeah. a few weaknesses, yeah. but. The kid is special. I mean, he showed that he can change special. a game against one of the best clubs in the world. It's no secret, and I hope he gets when more. When they retired, right? Ah, oh, come on, man. He's coming off an injury, to be fair. But I'm saying, I think he's solid. He uh, he already hit ten goals, ten assists in in a limited amount of time. So I think he uh, he's playing well, and I think if he continues this kind of form next season, he can get a starting spot. He's playing for Chelsea. 
obviously Williams there. Yeah, Williams been running to the ground. Yeah, so it's just it's a tough it's he's a tough leaving. team to get a spot in, but I think he's made his case for being a for sure starter next season. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. He's gonna be a starter. Is he is he the best player from Concacaf at the moment, or am I getting too? Uh, we're forgetting about a certain Raúl Jiménez. Oh, for fuck's sake, man! <laughs> yeah, take take into and account and maybe eights. even Alfonso Davies. Oh, okay, Alfonso Davies is another. I mean, shit, throw Kaylor Navas in there. Uh, why, why throw in Gio Reyna. Gio Reyna. Nah, but yeah, I mean, that's enough about Christian Pulisic. I could talk all day about the guy, but I know. He's playing great. You have. Yeah, I know. I remind you every day. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, okay, this one's going to. I want you to answer this one. It's uh, old homie Carlos from Real. Uh, he's a, Actually, he's a Barca fan, I believe, but oh, he's course. asking me a question from El Salvador. What do you think of Raul, Raul getting help from the refs? And I told him well, that. Well, when you say yeah. help, yeah, I, that that's that's so um so vague. Yeah, that's so vague. But it's reductive because we're talking about VAR. They they analyze it. They they cannot make up fouls. VAR cannot make up a foul. And yes, I'm speaking from from a team that that's benefited from calls. Some of them may be it may be just to the T of the rule, but you cannot make up a call. They're not going to call a handball if there's no handball, right? They're not going to call a foul in the box if there's no foul, right? And, right. and this goes again. It's only going to show up in the penalties when it's the most dire of consequences. But what do I think about, about VAR giving Real Madrid the, the calls? Well, they're not wrong. That's it. I'm, I mean, I'm, we're going to get into this every episode. <laughs> they're not wrong. <laughs> they're, they're just not fucking wrong. Um, you know, some of them may be a bit... Uh, I don't know, a bit too too soft, and uh, and in in the case where they don't go, where they're not gonna go against Real Madrid, I don't know what to say. If, if they deem it not a call, then you can't argue it because if it was going in in towards Barcelona's favor or Atletico Madrid's favor, no one's gonna bat an eye. Until they're the ones that are getting them every day, then then it's gonna be. Well, then, then they're going to be saying what I'm saying right now, <laughs> that they're not the wrong call. Right, right. Do you have any opinion about that? I mean, I think we discussed it already, already earlier. I mean, uh, calls are always going to benefit the bigger teams. Typically, the bigger teams get in positions to get these calls, and that's that, man. I mean, I know it's tough to see. It's on the ref to, to, uh, to call for VAR to make the call. Yeah. But they're not going to invent something that's not there. For sure, for sure. Uh, but moving on, this is probably the question I've been anticipating the most. It's a serious topic. Uh, David Villa getting accused of sexual harassment while he was in NYF- NYCFC. Yeah. And this was yeah. a, cu- a question posed by a friend, Ernie, uh, who was a big big Leicester fan. Shout out to Leicester. Um, but he's asking this question. For me, I guess I'll start off and just give my two cents on it. Uh, the thing is, it's unfortunate, but I feel, I feel like with the you know the repertoire these players have their heads get kind of big sometimes and they feel like they can get away with certain things sure and um so the the story goes that there is a young lady i don't have her name and i don't even really care for sharing it because i don't it's not really it's not it's not really important but she was a staff member for nycfc the media team and she's constantly talking about being touched groped and even tossed uh advantages uh uh, you know, uh, verbal advantages by David David Villa when he was in uh, New York, and yes, it's problematic. And and the truth hasn't been taken 
into account yet. It hasn't gone to court. We don't we don't know what who. There's no charges charges being. Filed. There's no charges. Yeah. There's no statement from David Villa yet. But um, what do you think about that? I mean, it's a recurring theme with with athletes thinking they can get away yeah. with these kind of things. And yeah. and I know you might have another viewpoint on it. Well, but athletes, uh, well, especially American ones, you got to remember that they're always being. Uh, ogled by the girls you know they get all the girls you know the the stereotype of the jock is you know he's yeah. always out there just fucking everything um i do want to point out uh especially for david Villa, because he did say that he didn't do anything wrong i do and i'm not saying that her her feelings aren't valid obviously they're they're valid and they they need to be taken into account some if you're uncomfortable i think you should speak out and say that you're uncomfortable and i would understand why uh she was an intern Right, and I want to understand why someone in, that finds himself in that position of being an intern doesn't necessarily speak out against the star of the club or the star of the organization that they're working for. Right. Um, David Villa comes from Spain uh, and uh, Europe in general. They're they're a lot more lax as far as um, physical touches. Yeah, they're very they very do that tangible Euro kiss thing where yeah. they meet somebody and they do that kiss on both cheeks and stuff. Yeah. Here, when I see that, even even uh, when they do that, you know, I've seen that done to to my own, uh, you know, to my own uh, partner. It's kind of weird to me. Right, right. And and you, you can kind of tell when someone's doing it to be kind of cute about it, and they're right, like, right. You know, I've seen guys that kiss girls' hands, and it's kind of weird. Over there, it's not that weird. <laughs> Over there, you know, they're very friendly. You know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, no, for sure, so, for sure. So, from his standpoint, if he feels like he didn't do anything wrong, maybe it's that cultural difference where he was just being too friendly, and and yeah. he thought his relationship to her was a little, uh, a little more um, solidified than she felt it was, which again doesn't undermine her feelings. But there are cultural differences, and uh, there are things that you and I have witnessed. I I for sure have seen. It's it's been weird to me. It's it. But to them, it's it's not it doesn't carry the same weight. Yeah. Um, and I know that's going to sound like me justifying what he did. And that's going to be me making excuses for him. Uh, but, you know, I hope we I hope she she really says exactly what he did so that she felt uncomfortable. Right. A- and and if he did something that's fucked up, then I hope she presses charges. Of course. I mean, she's been kind of vague with because he's a Barcelona legend. Uh, he is. And, <laughs> and it. He's also an Atletico legend, to be fair. But no, I mean, if yeah, he if he did wrong, he should be held accountable. Of course, the young lady hasn't gone into specific detail yet, and not that I anticipate her to, but that would I think help her progress along, maybe to press charges eventually. I hope if it's true, David Villa gets uh, held accountable because I'm actually a yeah. fan of his work on the field. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if it's, if he's doing that off the pitch, then he deserves no respect for me or from anybody. Yeah. But I get it, you know. Um, it is true, I, and I really, I'm glad you brought up the cultural differences because even in, in all in our culture, it's a little bit, you know, yeah, do the double cheat because it's more common to give really tight hugs, stuff like that. It's not it's not so common in, in American culture. Maybe we're very much more separated and not so respecting of, respecting of each other's space as well. It's personal space, yeah, 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 for sure. But uh, yeah, I want to say a big thank you for Ernie for uh, to Ernie for asking that. And then uh, we yeah, already thanks, kinda, Ernie. yeah, thanks Ernie, <laughs> my boy. Uh, but thank, uh, lastly, I think uh, the last question I had was from Kevin. We kind of touched on it already, but he's like, "What's up with Chelsea's obsession with attackers instead of defenders?" Yes, I agree with historically you. Historically speaking, yeah. Even historically, they got to fix that. Listen, they, 
they were they were really lucky that they had John Terry and Cahill in the past because he and Lampard and Lampard. See the thing about Lampard, I always see him more as an attacker. But yeah, yeah, but I'm he saying scored a lot of goals for a midfielder. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's a like they had a, they always had a really good defensive unit. Even when they had Ramirez as a, as a center defensive man, yeah. oh, he was yeah. another another stud. But yeah, they they don't have that. They need that, and they got to work on that. They got to yeah. get somebody because if not, it's gonna it's gonna be like a top maybe like a fourth or fifth position finish again next year. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope I hope they can fix fix that little obsession. But I mean, they, their attack looks good right now, as as it stands. Uh, anything else you gotta talk about? Uh, not entirely, man. All right, yeah, man. Uh, it's been a good hour and a half, man. Uh, I'm so glad that we can actually have this conversation, and it's we we've been at it for about a month now, so I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for everybody who's listened so far and who's tapping in. It means yeah. a lot to us, and we can't wait to grow this channel even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, man. Well, it it's been fun. We'll 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 talk next week, man. Cheers, guys. Peace. All right. Now we're going to listen to Adela Costa.